0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turbul peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in.
1: Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Rama.
0: Jess. And I'm Maddie. And this is Australiana Rama.
1: In this episode, we think we swear, we can't remember, but we assume that's probably the case.
0: There are also some really shit songs in it. I'm sorry.
1: There's the swear word. Let's go. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Maddie. Jessica 80. That's me. Um yes. I think you're in for a treat this week. Oh, I'm so ready. I so- think I've earned a treat, to be honest. Mm. Well, I think our, it's already been. our listeners have to. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit topical, this one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I would delve into the National Anthem. Oh. Are you familiar with that? It's
1: one of my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my least favourite songs. Mm. Yeah. But I, I know her. Yeah. Uh, but I, it just... No, actually, fuck it. I stand by what I said.
0: Oh yeah, One of my least favorite, certifiably songs. not come at a me. banger, "Advance Australia section. Fair," <laughs> not Pauline a catchy Hansen, song. Come at me. It's fine. Mm. I
1: reckon I could fight her. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought I thought for this episode I will go into we I will kind of review the song and other potential anthems, so oh. then we can maybe play them a bit in the episode. Amazing. Okay, but I'm, I'm a, open to any other suggestions. <laughs> You may not be by the end, but you oh, will. Great. We'll see. Um, but I thought I'd take us through just the journey of how we've ended up mm-hmm. where we have mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this as the anthem journey. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there has been a one-word change recently. Yes. Which we'll also get into, but that's that's towards the end of the story. Um, And looking at my notes, I've written the national anthem and then the first thing I've got is why do they exist? (laughs) And the answer is patriotism. Well, yeah. You know, they're trying to amp up your country to take on other countries or over other countries. But they tend to be like marches or hymns for that reason. It's like a military thing or a weirdly religious-y vibe.
1: You know what everyone has always said ever? Mm. hymns get me going mm. yeah that hymns is what they say hymns just you know yeah. when you're pre-drinking i mean you and i don't go mm. out no. you know people <laughs> who pre-drink and they want to have a party at home they put on hymns yeah how thrilling
0: and they'll all sing god save the queen oh. having like a national anthem kind of became a thing around the 19th century yeah makes sense yeah but they changed the olympic charter in nineteen twenty which is when they started, like, playing the anthem of whoever's won gold. Oh. So that kind of encouraged countries that hadn't already picked one to, like, land on a song. The Olympics are to blame. Yeah, they've they've got a lot to do with it. Okay. Um, and because the United States had picked the Star Spangled Banner yeah. in 1931, um, but that had been, like, a patriotic song used for ages, and then they adopted it officially. Right. So then lots of other countries kind of did that, just like, oh, we'll pick one we've already got. And so, like, by the 1960s there's a lot of decolonization happening so lots of countries that were like newly formed or newly free of the british empire yeah. or say the french First
1: world war 2 yes
0: stuff. um yeah. then it was like common for newly independent nations to pick an anthem mm. as a sort of like national pride yeah thing yeah. and like kind Trying of to find forming some an identity. Kind of identity yeah yeah so that's kind of a thing Of, like, why they exist. Um, And so God Save the Queen. Queen. Was first performed in 1619.
1: Good God.
0: And it's still the anthem of the UK. Yeah. England. Yeah. And was the anthem in Australia until 1984. Yeah, it was actually quite recent. 1984. Um, And then I've written, it is cooked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, and
1: you might be about to tell me did it change because of the Olympics and our rebranding around that time?
0: Um are you going No, to tell? I am going to tell, There's Amazing. a bit of a journey. Okay, okay. I will um, listen. There's a while to go before 1984. But I thought we would first just have a look at God Save the Queen. Yeah. So until she 19 needs saving. she's getting on. Truly. I hope I mean, we don't know when we're releasing this episode. <laughs> 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 Lizzie, if you're out there posthumously,
1: I'm never sure. I can't quite. That's why I just turned it into a scat joke. If I hope you're she's listening, well. your ghost is listening. I hope you're okay. Mm. Does it change to God save the king when it's a king? Yes. Yeah, it does. Because um, obviously, there was,
0: there was a queen, I think, in 1619, is the idea, but it changes. But because she's just really lived and chosen yeah. not to retire. <laughs> God save the Queen. I thought you were going to Remains. say chosen not to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Just That's taking like, yeah, one look at Charles confusing. and being like, I will outlive
1: my son. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You um, might outlive us at this rate. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, like the, the verse that people sing and know, it's all like, yeah, God save the Queen. That's the bit. God save our gracious Queen. Long live our noble Queen. God save the Queen. Send a victorious, happy and glorious. Long to reign over us. God save the Queen. Yeah. That's the verse. The second verse that they don't use because it's like oh. nuts has been commonly omitted, but it's like, oh, oh Lord, our God arise, scatter her enemies and make <laughs> them fall, confound their politics, frustrate their knavish, knavish tricks. Oh, Thee, oh hope, our hopes we fix, God save us all.
1: <laughs> God save us all. Indeed. Yeah, is that when it was all empirey?
0: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the other one is all like about. Gifts and defending laws and blah, blah, blah. God save the Queen. So it's all, oh. yeah, It was. it's quite a vicious song. And I mean. It's a war song. Yeah. And it's about like the empire. Stabbing people. Off she goes. Reigning victorious against her enemies.
1: Classic England, really. Yeah,
0: truly. Yeah. So that was the national anthem. In... <laughs> Until 1984. Yes. In Christ. 1973. Uh-huh. Here's our first thing that's going to happen. The Whitlam government, oh, yes. which is the Labor government mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. um, want a new anthem, which is more representative of Australia, as yeah. they see it, yeah. and also wants to encourage Australian nationalism separate from the UK. Yes. Um, so Gough Whitlam, he bangs on about an entire quote-unquote Australia Day speech, calling it a symbolic expression of our national pride and dignity. Yeah. So he's really serious about it. He wants to change the anthem and then a schmozzle occurs.
1: Naturally. Essentially.
0: Naturally because ideology,
1: naturally because Mm. Australia and naturally because Whitlam's government
0: (laughs) (laughs) were known for schmozzles. But, like, really, it's quite... A big it, one. A, incompetence is about to occur. Yeah. Um, so the Australia Council for the Arts... Oh, hello, our friends. Mm, they still exist. Yep. Um, they ran a contest called the Australian National Anthem Quest.
1: Yes, I've heard about this. Mm. People had to vote and...
0: Well, actually, the voting happens later. Yeah, um, yeah. Which we'll yeah, get to we'll it. We'll get to that. So there were two stages in the quest. So first they were trying to find the lyrics to the song, oh. and then the other half of the competition was for someone to write, put those words to music. I didn't know it was a multi-phase affair. Multi-phase. And each of those came with a $5,000 prize for the winner. So if you wrote the lyrics, you, you were meant to get five grand, meant to being the keyword. and oh then no. if you um, wrote the music also. And so there were more than 1,400, so 1,400 entries for the lyrics, and 1,200 for the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think that from those selections, they might be able to find something good. Oh, they might no. be able to pick something. Yeah. So, six lyric entries were selected as being suitable. Yeah. And each writer of those got $500. And all the music entries were, were rejected. The lyric writers were still oh. rejected. They were just like, yours was suitable, oh. but we won't be using them.
1: So it was like an effort reward rather than an achievement award. Like, thank you yeah, for cause, participating. Yeah, because nothing,
0: you know, nothing was good or the government were just like, no. Yeah. The Australia Council not having a bar of it. And boy, did I look to try and find <laughs> some of these entries. I imagine. I can picture it. I just can't. Like, I, I don't know. So if anyone knows, if you've got a grandparent who was rejected from the Australian National Anthem Quest, yeah. my God, please get in I touch. I wonder
1: if Ozco would have some kind of archive. They would have to. They would have a hard oh. archive somewhere potentially. Mind you, I say that and I work for mm. a theatre company that's 95 years old and we can't find don't hard have archives from that far back. Mm. But they might. If you're at OZCO and you actually could be, because I work for you sometimes, um, if you have an archive... Yeah, does anyone know? Please send it through.
0: Yeah, because they're not readily available. Yeah, so 1973, Australia Council says no. So then... Fair enough. 1974... The Australian Bureau of Statistics um, they conduct a nationwide opinion survey to pick an anthem because after the prize after the prize after the quest failed, the yes. Australia Council had suggested, hey, what about Advance Australia Fair? Yeah, the Song of Australia yes or waltzing matilda yes those were the three that they were just like yes what about maybe these yeah um
1: that bit because i, I think
0: because someone's submission i did find that someone's submission had involved using like the tune of waltzing matilda but writing new lyrics but then they were just like oh hey like banjo patterson's family still has the copyright like yeah that can't, we can't that's do that. illegal yeah <laughs> um copyright existed even then yeah, because I mean, Banjo <laughs> Patterson was dead, but like his yeah. family had maintained the copyright yeah. Yeah, as yeah. why not? Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah, so nationwide opinion survey. The options are Advance Australia Fair, Waltzing Matilda, The Song of Australia, or just Stick with God Save the Queen.
1: Oh, that's God. always
0: an option. Yeah. Um, so all these songs were well known before the contest. And the contest achieved nothing. Yes. Um, obviously. So for this little optional survey, there were 60,000 people who were surveyed. And I looked it up. The population in 1974 was 13.5 million. I was
1: going to say, so it wasn't, because obviously it wasn't a referendum. We haven't, would
0: be... we haven't got there yet. There's, this happens a couple of times. Oh, fucking This hell. is a mess. The whole thing is a mess. So we've had the, the National Anthem Quest, Nat. Just a gentle optional vote of 60,000 people out of a population of 13.5 have responded. Um, 51.4%, so kind of half people, chose Advance Australia Fair, Uh which seems to be what the government wanted. Um, So in April of 1974, Gough Whitlam announces in Parliament that it was the national anthem. But you will note that this is 1974 and not 1984. Yeah, what? In 1975, on the 11th of November, the Whitlam government is dismissed. Yes,
1: the 11th of the 11th. hmm
0: Yes. Famously, he said, well, may we say God save the Queen because nothing will save the Governor-General.
1: Yes, yes. Ugh. Good quote, Whitlam. Future episode,
0: obviously, and relevant. <sighs> um, so Whitlam was dismissed, which is a huge deal, won't be going into it right now. And so Malcolm Fraser and the Liberal Party yes. are then in power. That's 1975. So 1976, January 22nd, Malcolm Fraser and his government reinstate God save the Queen oh, as the national yeah, anthem. that's right. Because
1: the whole Governor General, you know, and there's all those theories about him being in cahoots with the Queen and that's why Whitlam got dismissed. And there were all a bunch of Tories who were like... The Labour Party hate the Queen, and the mm-hmm. Labour Party were like, "No, we just exist as a different nation. Also, we need to res- respect a whole bunch of Indigenous rights." Anyway,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So they were like, mm. "Nah, fuck all yeah, of no, that.
0: Nah, we're, you've done your vote. You've done your thing. No, Cute. it's God save the Queen.
1: Cute. Good for you." Mm. We change our mind,
0: but apparently any of the four songs that like were suggested could be used for like civilian events, oh, which is confusing. God. And there was debate around this time about like having a, an appropriate song for the the Summer Olympics in Montreal. Yeah, um, but that didn't end up really being a problem because Australia didn't win didn't gold. Win anything. <laughs> So I actually don't know what they decided.
1: Oh, you can picture like a group of like staffers and legislators, like all of these people freaking out being like, we need to make a decision for this. Mm. The Olympics are coming. Oh, my God. And like freaking out over it, you know, tossing up cassette tape after cassette tape of different options and then Australia not even
0: needing it. No, not a problem. Didn't need to bother. Um, Great. So that's good. That's 1976. And then 1977, there actually is a referendum. Mm-hmm. The referendum is not about this, but there is a plebiscite question included with the referendum. Yes. Plebiscite is about this. So a referendum is like everyone in the country has to vote on it, they have to answer. But at this time, everyone in the states, the people in the territories, do not have the right to That's vote in right. referendums. Yeah. One of the referendum questions is like, are pe- should people in the territories be able to vote in referendums the next one if we have another one yeah one of the (laughs) referendum questions is about referendums yeah is should we include everyone i feel confident in this um so that obviously that disproportionately affects people in the northern territory yeah aboriginal people yeah so the last referendum before the 1977 one yeah yeah was about including aboriginal people in the census yeah counting them as people and so Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory still could not vote in yeah. this referendum. Yeah, but that is one of the referendum things that passed. Yeah, from 1977, all everyone in Australia could yeah. vote. Good in referendums. The other ones were about the retirement of judges. Should all judges have to retire when they turn seventy? Oh, look and what's uh, que- Yes. Oh, that a question that uh, you know, I really have been sitting on that, I was wondering. <laughs> well, you don't have to because it's actually a law. Oh, it it's is. like it passed. Yeah. Um, the other one was about simultaneous elections. That didn't pass. Like they wanted to have all the states do their things at the same time. Oh, God, how or something. exhausting. There's how like, would the news No. no. It, they, the people said no to that one. Yeah, good. Um, and then Senate casual vacancies. So, like if someone, say, resigns from the Senate or is kicked out or whatever, their position is, is then filled by someone from their party. Yeah. Not not the next person on the ballot. So rather than it just passing randomly to another party, yes, it stays with the party that yes. was voted yes. in. So that did pass. So that's the referendum. Attached to that was the non-binding plebiscite, mm. which people in the territories were allowed to answer that one.
1: Yeah, because the difference between a referendum and a plebiscite mm. is that, and correct me, a referendum is legally binding yeah, and a plebiscite is not. Correct. And a plebiscite is optional mm-hmm. and a referendum you have to vote in like an election.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have to do it. And then the government has to act on it. Yeah. Plebiscite, they don't have to. That
1: will be relevant. Never again, I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure that will never come up in history. We'll never hear the word plebiscite. Ever again. Again. Tune in for that episode another mm.
0: time. Where <laughs> Madeline Nixon stands on her soapbox. Absolutely. <laughs> we look forward to it. Um, so... Over 7 million people this time chose to respond to the plebiscite. So that's like that's half. Okay. Like. That's, that's better. And again, Advanced Australia Fair was the winner of that 43%. Oh. Yeah. Waltzing Matilda second again 28% then god save the queen 18% and the song of australia 9% people do not like the song of australia people
1: would prefer to sing god save the queen than the whatever the song of australia is
0: <laughs> we'll get to it it was popular in like south australia cuz it was sung in schools um, but only in south australia of course so it like won... that was popular
1: there is not popular anywhere else yeah it
0: won in south australia but but nowhere else um, yeah so again like same same result as always. Mm. It was always going to be Advanced Australia Fair. So the Fraser government kept God Save the Queen as the national anthem. Oh, my God. Um, while Advanced Australia Fair was made the national song. What, what do you mean? It essentially is the, was the national anthem in all but name. Like it was still the official national anthem was God Save the Queen. You obviously had to use that for royal things. It was confusing. People were confused. I'm confused yeah. now. So, like, the national song and the national anthem were different. So, what
1: did they sing in schools?
0: Both. I think it would depend on your school Okay. and the event. Um, Great. So, we're going to fast forward now to 1984.
1: Hooray. Which we've been waiting
0: for. Um, So, Bob Hawke is the PM. Mm -hmm. So, that's a Labor government Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. So, they make Advance Australia Fair the national anthem. Oh, what a surprise. Mm. God Save the Queen remains the royal anthem. So, it's like... Like sporting events, but for the Queen. Like if the Queen or a member of the royal family is there, you play God Save the Queen. Yeah. But you also play Advanced Joy Fair.
1: Just to be polite. Yeah.
0: And it's like, like a video game. If like a character has their music when they come on, I guess, or a movie, it's like that, but for the Queen. She oh, always like gets...
1: wrestling. Like
0: they mm. have a different theme when yeah. they come on. Like, you can't
1: see me, but it's the Queen. And That's exactly. Like, I'll kill you all in a song.
0: Mm, that's the perfect way to think of it. It is the Queen's <laughs> professional wrestling entrance theme, is <laughs> God Save the Queen. Cool. He's professional oh yeah wrestling entrance Mm. good okay yeah and so they play both especially when they're when they're both there good god um royal occasions and yeah and so it's been that way since then like we still have a royal anthem like for the purposes of the queen yeah well it's still it's when there is something where there's like royalty there they would play like you don't play it first but they play god save the queen for her but i didn't
1: realize that we had an official royal anthem. I thought we were just mm. doing that because they're there, and no. it's like you play their song because it's their anthem, not that we mm.
0: have an official royal anthem because we're still part of the Commonwealth.
1: Yeah, it makes it makes mm. sense. I'm not surprised. Yes, I'm
0: shocked. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I'm disappointed,
1: but ultimately not surprised.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's how we got to 1984. And then I've written in all caps and bold, go through cooked options, which is what I would do now. Okay, great. Um, I had never heard of the Song of Australia. Not even heard it, heard of it. I didn't know it existed. I had heard of it in this, like I knew that there was a
1: referendum at some point about the anthem. I knew that was a thing. I didn't realise it was such a shit fight. Mm. So I had heard of it. I don't think I've heard it herself.
0: Yeah, so... The Song of Australia was only popular in South Australia, as I've said, it was sung in schools. And it was written in 1859 by Carolyn Carlton oh, and Carl so Linger. So, two Carls, essentially. And it is absolutely not a banger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'm and, really... like, the lyrics are baffling. Okay. Um, all right. So, a dramatic reading of um, the first verse of the Song of Australia. <laughs> Embraced. <by me. clears throat> There is a land where summer skies are gleaming with a thousand eyes. <laughs> blending in witching harmonies. In harmonies. Oh, There's an echo there. Repetition. And grassy knoll and forest height are flushing in the rosy light. What is witching? And white all above is azure bright. Is that how you pronounce that? A Z U R E. It's a word for blue. Azure. Azure. In the song they seem to go azure, so maybe it is British. Because South Australia. Azure, yeah. bright, Australia, Australia, Australia. Okay. It's all like there is a... It sounds very... Upsetting? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> are these and are my Australia initial three mm. Um
1: Azure. White people in knolls. They mm. love a grassy knoll. Mm. Don't know what that's about. Azure. It's baffling. Um, May have worked in South Australia as a lyric Mm. Not anywhere else in Australia where our accent is different Also, what's the thing
0: about the eyes? Yeah, there is a land where summer skies are gleaming with a thousand eyes What What does that mean? That's
1: terrifying Mm. That reminds me of the Supreme Court You know the wall in the Supreme Court in Brisbane Mm. Where it's just a bunch of eyes? Yeah Like that, but it's Australia
0: Yeah Um, Absolutely not so that's and like that would be the verse that was and this was like that was still kind of played i think it was maybe like a royal vi- visit in the 50s like somewhere this is one of the songs that they would play oh, after god save the queen how so it was like a song that exists cuz then the next the next verse
1: oh no there's more.
0: I mean, there's like five verses. They're all insane. I'll just pick because this one's like, it's talking about like wine and stuff. There is a land where honey flows, where laughing corn luxuriant grows. Land of the myrtle and the rose on hill and plain. The clustering vine is gushing out with purple wine and cups are quaffed to thee and thine. Australia, Australia, Australia. I mean, it's cooked, mm. but
1: I think I still like it more than advanced Australia. Oh, yeah.
0: because yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> it's completely baffling and bizarre. And then the next one is like about like treasures shining and gold and groovy, groovies and groovy. Rubies, rubies gleaming. Um, and then there's homesteads and woodlands and glad voices of childish glee mingling with the melody of nature's hidden minstrelsy. Australia, Australia, Australia. Hidden what see? Minstrel sea? Minstrelsy. Minstrelsy? Sea? Minstrelsy. Sea. Minstrelsy. Mm. Minstrel? People being minstrels, I think. See. Um, yeah.
1: A sea of minstrels.
0: Yeah, that's the implication.
1: I feel
0: upset. <laughs> <laughs> and the end of the last verse does end with fairest of Britain's daughters, fair Australia, Australia, oh, Australia. So you God. know it's yeah. They were doing okay with from the, mountaintop to girdling sea. What's girdling? Is it girt or is it girdling? Girt.
1: Mm. Surely they're of the same family. Hmm. <sighs> we're Australia. surrounded by sea.
0: Yeah. Big island. So that's um. Nine percent of people who responded in nineteen seventy-seven wanted that one. Look, I still
1: may have voted for it more than Advance Australia Fair. Mm,
0: like, I mean, it's it's musically maybe slightly more interesting, but only slightly. It's oh. not. But the the lyrics are wild.
1: Yeah, I will um, sing
0: about wine. Yeah, but it, just the the first verse doesn't mean anything either. And it could be it's, about anywhere. I think that was one of the criticisms. Yeah, it was. It's, what mean. is this? It's not patriotic. It's actually enough. like, what is this song? Oh, what does it mean? No.
1: And out of how many were submitted? 1,500 or something?
0: Oh, yeah. There was nothing that they thought was better. Yeah. Because this is a pre-existing song. That's upsetting. Mm. No one had Had a better idea. No. Um, I think that says a lot about us. Mm. (laughs) It really does. Like, it really speaks volumes. (laughs) We're all a bit confused. Mm. Well... (laughs) People's second choice was Walsing Matilda. Yeah. And like people really, and even now, oh, yeah. they're really into it. And oh, like, because yeah. this is written by Banjo Patterson in 1895. Mm. It was written in the aftermath of a shearer's strike. Mm. And it is about a homeless seasonal worker who steals a sheep, then commits suicide when pursued by police. Yeah. So it's good. I think it's a good option.
1: Yeah. It's the best out of it's this, all of them. Mm. Um, it is about a criminal, which is yeah. an interesting take, mm-hmm. but the, like you can go to any primary school in Australia and you can get kids, you know, you'll see a kids singing that on parade wherever mm. you go. And they
0: cause the, it. the lyrics are mostly unchanged. Cause once Jolly swagman et cetera, can't buy a billabong. And so he's waiting for his tea. He gets a sheep and obviously kills it. He's going to eat it. Um, and then someone who is squatting on the land, tentatively owns the land, whatever, is like, hey, mate, whose sheep is that? Tries to take it. Some cops come. Yeah. And then the lyrics that people know is up jumped the swagman and sprang into the billabong. You'll never catch me alive, said he. The yes. original lyric was drowning himself neath the bar tree.
1: Yeah, it was explicit and then they kind of made it subtext.
0: Mm, well, because it was also because the song was used by like Billy T, like the brand. Yeah. So they did that. I think they might have introduced that change. Yeah. Because like, an he advertising have tea person. Oh, the... yeah. Because he's waiting till he's Billy boiled. So yeah, it is but, a good yeah. choice if you're trying to sell I your mean, tea.
1: Could you imagine if that became our anthem mm. and we'd have to sing it at the Olympics and. Yeah. And people would be like, what's that? A... Did he just. Is that. Did that man just walk into a, a – because they wouldn't know what a billabong is, a lot mm. of them, and then we'd have to explain that and then they'd go, excuse me, did that man walk into one and die?
0: Or well, because he says you'll go, never catch me alive. Yes, thank you. And his ghost may be heard as you pass <laughs> by the billabong. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Would and would we sing all the verses? On behalf of Australia. Like traditionally you only sing the first verse of your anthem. Yeah. Does that
1: – Yeah, what is the first verse of – once a jolly swagman down by the. Camped
0: by a billabong. So we're just like, hey,
1: under some the guy shade made of a cooler tree. Under a tree. Thank you for my gold medal
0: goodbye. That would yeah, be. Yeah, because you'd sing the chorus too, Waltzing Matilda. <laughs> waltzing Matilda. And they'd be like, who's going to. Waltzing Matilda with me. And it's like, it's your swag. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No. And waltzing is a dance.
1: Yeah. So they'd be like, who's dead? Why mm. is a woman dancing in this anthem?
0: But I, I just can't stress enough that there are people now who very seriously yes. would prefer that that's the anthem. Yeah. Yep. And I just don't think they've thought it through. <laughs> Logistically, no. <sighs> so Advanced Australia Fair was written by a Scottish fella um, by the name of Peter Dodds McCormick mm-hmm. in 1878 and he was apparently bummed out that australia didn't have its own anthem so he decided to write one he was very patriotic for australia and scotland yeah and so this was a song the patriotic song was used at events long before it was the official anthem like it was used as federation sung it in schools uh-huh. The ABC used it to announce the news until 1952, which I didn't realise yeah, that didn't was the song that, that they used. That. And it was played in a lot of cinemas in World War II alongside God Save the mm. Queen and the US Anthem. That makes sense. So you just have to sit through three
1: anth- anthems before the film. Yeah, but it was one of the only activities one could do at <laughs> mm. <laughs> the, the True. time. So it's like, well,
0: I think it's well in up for half, half a day.
1: Sang about it. Tonally, like it makes a bit more sense... Now that I know a Scottish person, like a mm. Scottish accent singing the tone and the the melody mm. of the thing would actually be slightly more interesting than our terrible drawls,
0: oh, yeah. And it has gone through some changes, although not many, because it's mostly just because it used to be Australia's sons let us let us rejoice. Like it was all gendered. It was only mm. sons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I'm surprised we even changed that, to be honest.
0: The word girt is obviously there. So yeah, so the first verse is like as, as it was written initially until this year. Yeah. Except for Australia's sons let us, us rejoice. But then the second verse is literally about Captain Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talks about British courage. It literally says Britannia rules the wave in the second verse. Like this is a colonial song. Yeah. About British supremacy. And then the next verse goes on about other nations of the globe beholding from the far England soil and fatherland, blah, blah, blah. Scotia and Erin, it mentions, so Scotland and Ireland. And then the next one kind of goes a bit towards like God save the Queen. Like it's about like military might. The third verse. And her, yeah, it's the third verse. It's her sons in fair Australia's land, blah, blah, blah. But they had a different third verse for Federation, which is the same as the third verse now, like beneath our radiant Southern Cross, etc. Although it has things like to make our youthful Commonwealth and loyal sons be- beyond the seas. So it really has not changed much. Since 1901. Because the current lyrics, because it's now changed, so it's Australians all let us rejoice for we are one and free. Used to be young and free.
1: Mm, up until literally a few days ago. Literally until recording. the 1st
0: of January 2021.
1: Yeah. Yep. And who changed it, Jess? Well, this year.
0: It's good you ask. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just so if so everyone arrive. knows, because you can't see, Jess punctually lifted a piece of paper as if to school everyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> Because something's about to go down.
0: <laughs> I've actually like a whole other page of things, um, but yes, I did do that. I did brandish my notes as if people could see the podcast. So, "Advance Australia Fair" has faced some criticism mm. in its time, and not just because it's a really boring song. Although yeah. that is one thing that people are super vocal about.
1: It may be the only thing we can all agree on.
0: Yeah, truly. <laughs> like no one is just like, no, I love the tune. I love it. yeah. It's so monotonal. Um, <laughs> But obviously the big thing is it's exclusion of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples yeah. um, as well as multiculturalism in general. Yeah. Um, and young and free is not the only problem in the list. Yes, naturally. Yeah, like obviously one and free is better but also a lot of people don't feel that they are one or free. Or free. Yeah. And the whole – I've already forgotten – I've forgotten the lyrics. Where is it? It's very easy. In history's page, let every stage advance Australia fair. That's a Mm, problem, too. Yes. Uh, Lots of it is a problem. For those who've come across the seas, we've boundless planes to share, and then the government really enjoys um, immigration detention, locking up asylum seekers. It's like it's not. So the Prime Minister
1: of this day has a trophy that says, I stopped these on a boat.
0: Yes, he does. He does have and that. And he's also like, but also come by sea the and we have anthem. boundless planes to share. Yes. Yeah. So that is a criticism that people have. And interesting, lots of, is this something that lots of people in sport are really vocal about? Yeah. Like a lot of like NRL players. Uh, so she like the state of origin and the indigenous round yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Not wanting to play it at all. And then having be overruled because of like backlash.
1: Yeah. That was a huge thing really recently. Mm,
0: Cause they'd all look like the NRL had agreed to not play it. Yeah. At for the origin. And then they had to. And like, it, it blows
1: my mind that the NRL, like the national rugby league mm. is more progressive in this mindset yeah. and going, Hey, this is disrespectful to our indigenous players especially mm. in the indigenous round like <laughs> but the be... government like the foot the national football is more progressive in this specific thing yeah than our government it's mm. wild
0: and well like the rugby union like the wallabies did the anthem in um i think it's in yeah. eora yeah i think language so. and like they learnt it as well yeah. like it wasn't just the young lady that was singing it I think she was like a high school student for like Newtown Performing Arts. Yeah. Big deal for her. Yeah. So it's it's wild the just the difference between the government and what's actually going on. So there's been a few suggestions for changes obviously forever, like over 100 years, but in 2009 – Judith, who's the lady from The Seekers, Judith Durham. Oh, and Judy. Kutcher Edwards, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but I he's a Matty so. Matty musician. They wrote new lyrics together, yeah. which are different again. Um, and that's people nice. like them, but like it didn't go very far. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. And then in 2017, there was something called the Recognition in Anthem Project, which was started by an unexpected person who's a man called Peter Vickery. He's a former Victorian Supreme Court judge. Mm. who like rewrote the lyrics in consultation with indigenous communities and groups and that's where one and free comes from right and so they also created two verses the first one which is is about like it's well it starts with for 60,000 years and more first peoples of this land like it's going it's really lovely and so that's about respecting that. And then the third one is meant to be about the values. So it's like in times of drought and flood and fire, when all but hope is gone, Australians join with helping hand, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's quite, much nicer. it's really nice. And it's funny because, like,
1: I think that is, I'm making assumptions, but I think those are things that the majority of Australians would get behind those mm. kinds of changes. Mm. Like, those are things that, that's rhetoric that is used across the political spectrum.
0: Yeah, because that would be – because and the first verse was with one and free and I think there might have been a, a slight change, but it's pretty much is what it is now. Yeah. But they'd added yeah. some better verses for context. And so that was in 2017.
1: Yeah, and clearly has – obviously no, has been no. picked up.
0: Um, but in 2019, Gladys Berejiklian uh, suggests, yeah. like formally in Parliament, yes, that she's I like, hey, that. what about – we do do the one and free. Yeah. So of all people, Gladys has piped yeah. up. And ScoMo and Co. have said, we'll think about it. And then a full year later, um, ScoMo announced on New Year's Day that in the spirit of unity, it would change to one and free. Mm. We are one and free instead of young and free. Um, And from my Googling... um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, from your what? Googling.
0: From From my Googling, um, (laughs) most politicians, like, welcome the change... But like Labour and the Greens, obviously, are calling for more meaningful action. Yeah, Albo, or Anthony Albanese has said it's a common sense change, but real action would involve establishing an Indigenous voice to Parliament, as yes. requested in the Uluru statement from yes. the heart. Yes, which has been pretty much just straight up ignored. Oh, it has been. It's been. It's been ignored. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll do an episode about that at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and the Greens obviously straight-up call for a treaty. They're like, that would yeah. be what we need. Yeah. Lydia Thorpe, who's a Green senator and the first Aboriginal senator for Victoria, yeah. which is wild, um, yeah. she says it's a small but important step in bringing Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people together, but if all Australians are to be one and free, the only way to do this is via a treaty process that includes telling the true history of the nation before and since invasion, which is one of the requests of the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Um, and then, yes. yep. literally, like a day ago, um, SCOMO and his cabinet, 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 SCOMO and his cabinet have like released another thing that they are talking about an Indigenous voice to Parliament. But again, the criticism of that is that it's a watered down version of one of the things that they asked for. Yes, in the yeah. Uluru statement from the heart, yeah. and like because that was a government thing, it's like they spent two years consulting, and now it's like oh, we're going to spend some more time consulting. It won't have all these things. Like it won't have the power to do much. It'll be much like other things that have, like consultants and consulting groups, that have been existed and have gone away. And it won't be enshrined in the constitution. Yeah, and that's the and there's also yeah. no real timeline for them to act on it before yeah, the next which election.
1: Is classic.
0: Oh, yeah. So you're
1: telling me that surprisingly Scott Morrison has come back from one of his Christmas holidays. Changed one word in the anthem, mm. gone on holiday again, come yep. back yesterday, and it's also the acting deputy prime minister that is currently. So he's actually not back from holiday yet, and they've mm-hmm. gone. Hey, we're considering maybe doing a slight minor change.
0: Mm. But we changed the word if in the anthem. like it, you happy?
1: If we reconvene at some point and come back from Christmas holidays, because we're still on Christmas holidays on the day of our Lord thirteenth of January. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think he's away till the 18th um oh, but yeah so most most politicians are on board yeah. um matthew canavan who is a national um, senator mm. has disagreed with it but he also was vocally against flying the aboriginal and torres strait islander flags in the senate during nadoc week he yeah. was and that didn't happen like it got voted down or whatever like yeah he's he a massive real, problematic yuppie yeah awful yeah. Um, Pauline Hanson, surprisingly, is fine with it, but it is her favourite word. Wait. One nation. She doesn't mind that they've changed it to one and free. Oh. <laughs> she really is just like, yeah. Well, that's she's like, I named my party One Nation. Because we, we are, are one. Yeah. She actually is fine with it. Oh, the oh. She feels represented. God. Pauline feels uh, represented by the change.
1: Oh. That's just the poetic hypocrisy of, like, her climbing Uluru, what, two years ago when it closed or a year and a half ago when it closed? Oh, yeah. And then being like, oh, yeah, no, this doesn't bother me because that word
0: is a good mm, one. It, it aligns <laughs> with her brand. Um, oh. Yeah, it's you can't make it up. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> so issues, obviously, that I've seen raised and that I can identify myself is that the word change, it's like tokenism. Yeah. Like it's just, but for some people, like symbolic change can be really important, but not if it's not alongside actual change.
1: And also, symbolic change of scope and scale as well. Like he was like one word. Yeah, it's 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 going to unite everyone. Entire anthem. It's not even adding a new verse. It's like it's a tiny, tiny, tiny symbol of the horizon of a mountain Mm. of bullshit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, like you can barely even notice the change. And like a symbol like can't substitute for action. No. Um, and I've got a couple of facts which are from The Guardian. Um, so Indigenous men have a life expectancy nine years lower than non-Indigenous men, and it's eight years for women. Um, SCOMO and Co., which is what I'm calling Scott Morrison and mm-hmm. the LNP government, they have a new Closing the Gap Agreement, which commits to erasing this by 2031. All the closing the gap things have not have not yeah. worked. Um, yeah. They all have ruled out adopting the recommendations of the Uluru statement from the heart, and they've criticised the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah. So they just they've handed this one word change. But the hope is that people are talking about it. Yeah. Not just talking about the change to the anthem. If you, if they if if this tiny change can be galvanised into larger change, then maybe some good can come of it. There are lots of question marks. And then and SCOMO Jessica's can eyes. take credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bummer.
1: Yeah. Is what I feel about it. Not my favourite. And there's a long list of things mm. that um, he either has or hasn't done.
0: Yeah. That I don't like. And mm. this is definitely up there. And it's only been the anthem since nineteen eighty four. Yeah, exactly. We could change that, but there could also be, I don't know, systemic changes. Um, So I thought, I'm getting towards the end of my research, but to bring the mood up a little bit. Okay. The other option that people bang on about is I am Australian. Yes. Or we are Australian. Yes. Which the Seekers are going to pop up again, not Judith. Um, Bruce Woodley of the Seekers wrote this with – I want to say Dobie. It could just be Dobe. Do- <laughs> Dobe's fun, though. Dobie Newton of the Bushwhackers. Oh, love a bushwhacker. Like it sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, and look, it could be mm. in certain
1: contexts. I don't think it's meant to be in this context.
0: No, it's like somebody goes... Yeah, like, likes Bush. Bush. <laughs> 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 uh. Why are you laughing? um it's because of the innuendo (laughs) keep going all right so bruce being filthy you'll have to take it up with bruce and dobie i think dobie of the bushwhackers um but yeah so they wrote that it would need some real changes oh i wonder why it is a better like melody
1: yes it is more interesting to listen to it is
0: Oh, I mean, the first verse very much like just places Aboriginal people in the, in the past, not the present. That's yes. one big issue. Because, so, like, I stood upon the rocky shores and watched the tall ships come and say, like, well, what happened then? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, Cause the then next, they kind of jump ahead and go, yeah, the next nothing verse, terrible happened. Well, the next verse is just about, like, convicts um, becoming yeah. free men. Yeah. And a woman who's a bushy and a battler finding gold. She's obviously white, doesn't say it, but... Um, is that Mrs. Bushwhacker? Potentially. <laughs> and then the verse happens, like the chorus. I mean, the chorus is nice. We are one, but we are many, and from all the lands on earth we come. We share a dream and sing with one voice. I am you, I oh, we are Australian. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Not perfect, not as offensive. Yeah. Still... Much
1: more endearing when a thousand tiny children are singing it yeah. in a Qantas ad. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Bruce Woodley, the man from The Seekers, who wrote it with Dobie, he was was reading a thing. He apparently he was writing a bunch of like Australian songs, and he's like, "Yeah, I came up with the chorus in the shower. Like, I thought it was catchy. I didn't think it would be this important. Like, I yeah. think it was just a thing that I was writing with my friend from the Bushwhackers. Another problem that I I think could is that it's got two Banjo Patterson references in it, not just one like double banjo because there's a verse i'm a teller of stories i'm a singer of songs i am albert namajira and i paint the ghostly gums
1: yeah so
0: there's one example and then we've got three other examples i'm clancy on his horse yes clancy of the overflow yeah gets his own poem but is also in the man from snowy river banjo patterson i'm ned kelly on the run I'm the one who waltz Matilda. I am Australian. So that's two for banjo. Yeah. So I think I
1: think you mean I am Australian in yeah. that line mm. specifically.
0: Yes, run. <laughs> I am Australian. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. yeah that, ha- and that happens a also lot. Also, the, like, the celebration of Ned Kelly has always been an interesting yeah. line to mm. toe. That's another episode,
0: but yep. I mean, there's some verses that aren't as bad, and like, but it's it's not the worst option.
1: No, it's a definitely less spooky.
0: They would just have to change and it. Some changes, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's generally the rule. That's generally my <laughs> my, my my conclusion from reviewing all these songs um, oh, is, that... is that they should all be changed.
1: Would one say, Jess, that you could actually quote Australia Council from all those years ago and go, none of them are quite good enough? No. <laughs>
0: Like if we were to do another vote, there should be another option, which is just like, these are not good enough. Come back to me with another referendum, yeah. please. Yeah, It's like they all handed in their draft as the final. Mm. Yeah, and it's like the, the competition they had in the 70s, they're like, oh, no, we can't try that again.
1: Yeah, no. We couldn't possibly. We did
0: it once. There's no one born... There's no one living that could write a different song.
1: There are no musicians in Australia. There are none. And they're all too busy at the moment. Yeah, everyone's really busy doing live performance gigs mm. right now as we speak. Yeah. Coming out of lockdown. Mm.
0: Everyone's really busy, even Judith. Uh, especially Judith. Of the Seekers. Yeah, she's got a full dance card here. Mm. She would. <laughs> Classic A lot Judith. of boys in that band. Um, love the Seekers. Well, well, something that I would recommend the Uluru statement of the heart. They have a really good website, beautiful to look at, a lot of information, helpful resources, um, translated into lots of languages. You can even listen to it. You can listen to the oh, that's good the report in multiple languages yeah. if you want to hear it. Um, so that was one of my sources. Oh, I'm mean, I just reading about it, so I recommend that. My other sources came from the Guardian, the ABC the Sydney Morning Herald, the Department of the Prime Minister and Cabinet, mm. the Gale Review, the earlier statement from that website, and the Recognition in Anthem Project website. And our friend Wikipedia. That's the other one that I didn't put well, in. Well, yes. Mm. We all we all have a cheeky we peek at wiki, don't we? Mm.
1: <laughs> um, look, on that note, maybe contact your local member about the <laughs> anthem. Maybe vote with thought next election. Maybe think about... What a treaty could be in this country.
0: Do (laughs) some googling about it. Listen, read, listen to a full recording of the Song of Australia.
1: Yep. Um, Oh yeah, which we're about to do. mm. I think. All right. Please enjoy. Enjoy, but know that we don't endorse this message. Yeah, we do not.